Hey, man. So, uh, you know, I'm planning my honeymoon because I'm getting married in August, supposedly. Hey, Mazel Tov. Congrats. Well, you'll, you'll be there, hopefully. Maybe. I, I already know. knew this information. I'm acting like this is the first time I heard it. Man, you're such a bad actor. Give me another line read. You're usually much better than that. Give me another. Hey, story. hey, congrats. You the did same, it. Oh, man, you read. finally made it. You did the same in flight. Whatever. I'm not going to. I'm so right. proud of you. So here's the big debate. Thank you. I'm proud of me. The big debate is <laughs> what are we going to do for the honeymoon? We're getting married in Italy, Malfi, Southern Italy. Mm. It's beautiful, as you'll see. But we've been there. So what we're thinking about doing is after we do that, we want to then venture out. Now, the only. We want to do like a little bit of a circle route for mm. our honeymoon. We're going to go to a bunch of different places. Now, the only consistent thing here is Morocco. I, w- I want to go to Africa like a motherfucker. I want to go to Casablanca so bad, and it's really cheap to get to Morocco. So, like, we're thinking Morocco. We're going to go to Morocco for three days, all right? Just fuck around in Africa. And then from there, we have that's where, that's where it gets tricky, but the only constant is Morocco. So the, the short circle route would be Italy to Morocco, Spain, Portugal, because they're right next to Morocco, right? Paris, Italy, and that's it. We just do a great circle. We end up back in Italy. We fly back out of Italy, all right? The other alternative is uh, Italy to Morocco. Then we fly to London, and we just UK it. We go to Scotland, Ireland, Wales, all that shit, okay? The third scenario is we go from Italy to Morocco to Amsterdam to Denmark to Berlin. Here's the thing about me. I like romance languages, as you know. <laughs> So I'm Spain aware. and Italy are the shit for me. <laughs> like, for, you right. Know, ugh, where, I mean, it's your honeymoon. That's where all the romance is. Right. Why you want to go to where the Holocaust happened? Jesus Christ. Well, the Holocaust happened in Poland. Gross, Christian. I'm just the Holocaust. Strike that one. No, don't do that. But it happened in Poland. I mean. Don't want to go there. You don't even want to go near I'm there. Not going you don't to want to Poland. go where it was even planned. How dare you? Let's see, the Germans get about like a lot of bad reps, but they didn't have a single death camp. Angela Germany. Merkel's retiring, bro. Yo, I heard that and I lost my shit. I literally got frightened because I'm like, I think she might be the only thing that's keeping this band-aid. <laughs> like, you know, she's the she 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 really is the band-aid keeping the goddamn artery from just going. She's the tourniquet of all the bad shit that's happening. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it'll what? be good. Maybe, maybe uh, this is just what e- the EU needs. What, why, how can you say that at all? Like, what, what gives well, you- because, like, if, if, if the, the whole apparatus is being held up by one person, um, then there's a, a much larger problem. And maybe they need to address those instead of just depending on this one person to continue propping them up. Right. I got into but some more, yeah. I want to circle back. Okay. Uh, vacation, honeymoon ideas. Uh, anywhere else you're thinking? Like, wh- wh- why not, like, the East a little bit? Like, what's what's wrong with China or Thailand well, or uh, Taiwan? So the reason for all of this is, one, I hate flying, as you know. Like, eight hours is about the max I want to be on a plane. Sorry mm. for the pun. Uh, but that not to say that I can't do that. I can. You know, I didn't take that as a pun until you said it, and now I'm like, God damn it, my name isn't really a real name. It isn't. It's, it's <laughs> a modifier. It's just to say whether something is at it's, its a volume level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, man. We all have our crosses to carry. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, your name is the name of a religion that you're not a part of. So right. I guess I, guess I win this one. You know how annoying that gets? Oh, you're Christian, so you're a Christian, right? No, I'm gonna. Do I want to say that to you all the time. Oh, you're Christian, so you're a Christian. No, I started just telling him. Let's go to Jesus camp. Yeah, I just started telling him that I was Muslim and my parents had a really good sense of humor. <laughs> like, that's what, that's what, you know, my origin Thanks for story. a good story. I'm sure wow. your mom will appreciate that. My, 
all right, let's not even touch that. Let's not touch that with a 10 foot pole, man. Um, look, I want to try a bunch of these places. The, the other, the other factor to this is like, look, I only have, I think we're going for 20 days. What, what am I doing? I'm sorry. I'm just looking at Bebo just stood up and it's just squinty eyed staring right at me. And it's like the funniest fucking thing. All right. He's, he's out of the picture. That's sad. He was bringing me so much joy, man. Feel like we're shitting in the bed already. I good. think we're doing great. I think we're playing it fast and loose like we always do. You know, here's another idea. Why not just tour ghost towns in the American West? Live like a cowboy. Do a city slickers type thing. Drive cattle. That'd be a fun honeymoon, right? Hold on. I'm sorry. Give me a second. God damn it. You know, I gotta say this episode's going really well. I think we're really keeping it together, keeping it going. I, th- I think we're killing it, man. All right. Large, the large thing is this. <laughs> I have 20 days. So I'm thinking about, look, it's going to take me a whole day, essentially, to get to Europe, right? It's like eight hours, mm-hmm. nine hours. But unless I do that on the red-eye flight, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole thing. So I'm not, I don't want to fuck with that too much. Um, it's the idea that to get to anywhere proper in Asia is like a 16-hour flight or something like that. So double the amount that I already want to do. Because I looked this up. I was like, why don't we go to Greece? We can go to Greece and then India because you know me. I want to go to India really bad. I hear Greece is really like cheap right now because of the economic collapse. So that'd be a pretty dope option. I want to carpet bag all these motherfuckers. Yeah, they created democracy. But for what? They couldn't get their fucking (laughs) mints down. You know what I mean? Like fix your goddamn uh, economy. Yeah. What if it was a literal mint economy? What if their economy was being propped up by mints? What kind of, what we make and sell mints. Why did we think this was a good idea? Why are the was that a Greece accent? <laughs> it's the version of Greece that depends on mints to survive. Yes. Yeah, that was somewhere <laughs> the northern region. That's what their voice would sound like if their breath was so minty fresh all the time. But Jesus they're just Christ. fucking being Greek. Well, I mean, here's my thing. I mean, let me let me turn this to you. Like, you have a bucket list, right? I assume you have. You can only go to five places in your life. I'm never gonna die, so I don't have one of those lists. Sure, but <laughs> this is about filling the bucket, not about kicking the bucket, as it were. So you just want to fill your bucket with experiences, but you can only do five places. Like, where are you going? Like, what 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 unimpeachable places that you need to go to? Ah. Uh- like specific countries because continents would be too big uh ireland would probably be a first stop destination italy in general just because my family's from there i think it's you know interesting and beautiful from what i've seen uh i don't know i'd be interested to go to like india or nepal um definitely africa somewhere but i don't know where because it's a pretty fucked up continent so I'll leave that out for now. And um, that's also a broad generalization. But, um, right. you know. Well, because Africa's Africa. And it's so yeah, cool. like the Congo would be super cool if they didn't have like, you know, fucking dictators <laughs> all the I time. I tell you that I literally said the exact same thing to Dolores. <laughs> She's like, do you want to go somewhere else in Africa? I'm like, I want to go everywhere in Africa, but you want to pick a country. I'll tell you what's wrong with it. Like, right, seriously. Some political turmoil or civil war, like some bullshit. Yes, some atrocity happening right around the corner. You'd be atrocity adjacent at the very least right. in Africa. That's the thing. Best case scenario, you're going to like South Africa, right? Like that's right. your best case scenario. Like they don't have some fucking horrific past. Of, of right. Shit going on. 
and like and the so, same with like place like Iran would be fascinating to go to, right. but probably not the best idea. Um, same with Turkey. Uh, right. That's what I was telling. I was literally telling. So, so there's a few this. places. Yeah, there are. I was like, I would love to go to Egypt. Can't do it as an American. Like, right. shouldn't. Yeah, you, you just know what I mean? straight up can't. Like, it's a bad goddamn idea. Um, I really genuinely think that China would be interesting. Um, Japan would also be interesting. I, I want to go to a lot of places, man. Australia would be fucking dope. Which that was the one I really want to go to. So, like, if you put a yeah. gun to my head, I want to go to India. I want to go to Australia really badly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I. I mean, those are the ones that are like, oh yeah, I need to go to those. Everything else is like window dressing. I guess I could go to Germany. I guess I can go to Poland. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, uh, yeah. U- Europe is is weirdly less interesting to me or less vital because I feel like I'm already immersed in that culture just through osmosis and generally being a, a person because we're we're so influenced by European culture and vice versa. But places like India are so different and so separate from like what we're used to and what we're used to experiencing. I think it's also a matter of like first world versus third world. <laughs> like you, you, yeah. you, you start to realize very quickly, not to say that China is like some third, third fucking world place, but it has its problems. You know what I mean? It, and it like, ha- yeah, it has its problems like anywhere, but it's a very different subset of problems than we have, I think. But the idea of going to Italy is like, you may see a homeless guy, but you're not confronted with the same kind of straight up poverty or like, you know, third world country isms that you would see elsewhere. Right. Going to India, you'll see some shit that will fuck with you. Like, yeah, that's the point of it. And I think yeah, that's if, if like Slumdog Millionaire is the Disney version of what that's like in real life, then fuck. Slumdog Millionaire made that cute as fuck. You're like, oh, right. he jumped in a like, whole oh, pile of shit. Whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, he's riding the train with all the people. And it's like, God. well, no, it's pretty horrific. Yeah, it's, it's system and, still uh, happening. It's terrible. Women well, I, have it terrible there too. By I know all a rich Indian man named Kahan, and I mean he is rich as fuck. Like he's always like, "Oh, just tell me when you're coming. I'll, I'll pay for everything." Like he's got like a millionaire family or some shit in Bombay. And- yeah, man. My friend Sony is from India. He tells me his like fucking uncle um, owns elephants, and that he had a servant boy who got crushed by an elephant once. That's listen. All right, but you know what? Can I? Let's bring this back. Just that's, like, that's just a problem that no one has ever had in my area. <laughs> that's you, know you, nuts. you know how you increase your chance of being crushed by an elephant? Having an <laughs> elephant. That's the problem. Right. You like you expect- fucker, it's not a problem at all, man. And what a way to go out, by the way. I mean, right. that poor boy. Like, he was a boy. He was an innocent, whatever. But, like, oh. just to say, like, yeah, I died from being crushed by an elephant in a hypothetical yeah. afterlife. Okay, yeah. Like, so, someone's like, oh, I died in a car crash. Oh, I OD'd. And like, I got crushed by an elephant when I was 12 years old. Yeah, you're old. definitely the cool kid in the room. Once you Seriously, that everybody's like, oh my God, elephant in the room, am I right? And then they high five, but then they're ghosts, so they don't exist, and yeah. so forth. Well, here's like my really... It's an interesting, I, mean, I want to take this on a weird global, I, this podcast really needs to start being half my therapy and half us trying to figure out the world's problems or at least mm. the perceptions of the world. Because I, I look at it as being like, India is a, is a proud fucking nation, dude. Like it's, it's, it's got a, like a huge fucking history and you know, the whole Pakistan. Yeah, un- unlike the ashamed nation of Germany. I'm not saying, well, Germany, by the way, Germany's new as fuck. Like, people seem to not understand that Germany, as we know well, it, is like 107 years old only. Like, it's a, not an old country at all. And not even that, but Germany and Japan uh, progressed so quickly after World War II because, like, we went in there with other countries and helped to rebuild their infrastructure. 
Right. So like they had all well, new the infrastructure. Do <laughs> like, it, well. I mean, and we said no army for you for a while. Japan still doesn't have an army. Think about that for a second. Like their their okay. the terms of their surrender was like you can't have an army, but we got you if anything pops off. They're like okay. That- Nintendo. Do you think that if they had an army, they'd immediately go back to just like fucking around and they taking never, small specific islands? <laughs> yeah, they never surrendered. No, I don't think it'd be that. I just, I Fighting think like, it's one of those, it's really good things where it's like, well, we got Nintendo out of it. You know what I mean? Like all the great technology of the last 70 years, like from a consumer standpoint. It's come it, out of Japan and Korea. Yeah, because we said no army for you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we said, we got you. Spend your money elsewhere. So, they, you know, uh, American uh, in imperialism works we okay, solved the problem not, that's not where i wanted to go with that i don't want to hey war in korea now they're doing great war in japan now they're doing great war in germany now they're doing great war in I, iraq I now they're germany uh, got away with it because that well, might be a whole <laughs> they're doing great in iraq no but i wonder like the germany thing is really interesting to me because everyone else we signed these treaties would say no army for you all right mm-hmm. we, we got you we're staying here we got you um germany just doesn't like we still have military bases there but they have an army like they have a military you know what i mean yeah so for me it's really weird how we'd like you know the people who, cr- who caused the gl- greatest fucking clusterfuck in american history maybe um j- they got like a slap on the wrist i guess i'm not saying that we should still be hating on them i guess i guess i'm just saying that it's really interesting that japan who was just kind of there for the ride like yeah they bombed pearl harbor but there wasn't there wasn't some like we're gonna kill a whole race of people attached to their cause, you know what I mean? Like they seem just to be ideologically war driven, which is okay, as opposed to ideologically hate driven, you know what I mean? Like I mean they they didn't they didn't like China. Well, no, they did. That's different. I'm saying they didn't do anything to like. There was no part of World War II where they, they weren't uh, committing genocide on the level of say yes. dropping a nuclear bomb on a population center and then doing it again. Right. Or yeah. putting people in internment camps like Germany and the U.S. did. Right. Uh, well, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't uh, escalate it. You know, like that's oh, American exceptionalism. <laughs> We, we started at the internment camp and we left it there. We left it there. There's no need to improve We didn't this. go to the logical evil next step. Right. I mean, that's the... Man, this is going to get dark. All right. Is it I not guess, already? Like, what? <laughs> this always happens. What's I don't your know threshold why. for too dark at this I will, point? Well, because I was going to say, like, all right, let's get into the mind of Adolf Hitler for a second. One of our favorite topics. It's like... The mind of a Hitler. A mind... <laughs> my question is this like you uh, in, in that joke in the jest that i just said like well we started with internment camps we left it there we left well enough alone okay we didn't reinvent the wheel we said this is fine hitler eventually was just like first solution we uh we gotta identify all these fucking jews man <laughs> we gotta know who they are from afar all right second solution we gotta put these jews in a neighborhood so we know where all these jews are at all it ain't enough that we can see them walking down the street we gotta know where they are okay Third solution, fuck. I'm, I'm out of solutions, man. I think we just got to kill these motherfuckers. Like, the idea that it, even on paper that it was broken into three steps is, like, ridiculous to me because it seems like it wasn't a fun... Like, I'm sure he started with the end and worked his way back. Like, a you know, Chris Nolan movie. You know what I mean? Like, like, Hitler was just trying to Nolan the shit out of this so, war. So, so, Chris Nolan and Hitler, same brain. I mean, they thought about story the same way, at least. And uh, only, you know, Hitler's story was way grander. It was a real story. He was like an avant-garde artist. I'm not not saying it's good. I'm I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying that's what he thought. I just want to tell you right now, you just called Hitler an artist. 
He was objectively, that's an objective truth. He was an artist. He wasn't a good artist. He was an artist, though. We've mm. seen the paintings. I mean, I haven't seen his paintings. You haven't seen any of his paintings? Are they of dogs? No, he can't draw people. They're always like buildings. And his buildings are lit. He just can't draw people. I'm going to look up his paintings right now. I don't Adolf know. Adolf Hitler paintings. And database. Yep, they got you. They're like, what's this motherfucker doing? He just Hitler shaved his head. <laughs> fall to sell at auction in Germany. They fail to um, sell? Uh, fall. Fall to sell. I don't know what that means, BBC. Way to write headlines. You know, he did a pretty good job uh, painting these buildings. That's another um, positive for Hitler, I guess. He's good at bu- building painting. I wouldn't, you know, want any of these paintings. But he's not good at building strategy that's the point all right he can draw the fuck out of buildings he can't build a goddamn thing and again it's just the idea that there were three fucking solutions in print like this guy did not know that what he was going to do from the beginning like why didn't he just start with that maybe it was too hard to get everyone right he's like what you do is you corner the market you put everyone in one spot and then you get them i just i don't i don't know i don't even know what i'm talking about anymore dude i'm just i'm just really annoyed by that because it's like (laughs) You know, we like America got some problems. Don't get me wrong, but you're, you, you, the problem here is like you sit here and you you talk a lot of shit about the Americans dropping the bomb. Rightfully so. I'm not saying that we well, aren't horrific in that. Well, but even in that specific instance, killed what eight uh, percent of what Hitler killed in that war. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, of course it's horrific. Of course, it's yes. If we're, if we're stacking the bodies up, well, and I hate to even do that because at a certain point that that number stops mattering. You know, we've talked about right. like Mao killed 50 million people. Stalin killed like 25 million. Hitler killed like 11, 12 million. So at that point it becomes like, Oh, this is worse. No, I think they're both. They're all just bad. They're yeah. all just bad at that right. point. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is like, in as much that you dropped the bomb on the Japanese, you killed how many casualties were there? There was like almost half a million or something like that. There was a lot was a between the two cities. Amount, yeah. Right. So half a million between the two cities. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. Please forgive me. But the idea is that that's still a fraction of what was killed by a maniacal fucking dude. So it, it's, uh, you got to be careful standing on your soapbox, man. Like, because that's the problem, dude. And we've talked about this purity test shit so much recently. Mm. And I'm sorry. And I don't really mm. want to devolve into that conversation. I forgive you. But I did get into a conversation with someone the other day who was saying, one, he screamed at Dolores, which was so weird, like really yelled at her and said, fuck your privileged life. And then the guy was white as fuck. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you're the epitome of this shit. Yeah. But he was, I was talking about this, the same thing I always say, which is the 80, 20% thing. Like, why would you, you know, not vote for someone you agree with on 80% of issues because to allow the person the, you know, the 20%, whatever. And they're like, well, let me get this straight. 80% of the time, this guy might be cool, but the other 20% of the time, he's going to stab me in the back. And he just looks at, and I'm just like, all right, well, hold on. Mic drop. But no, basic he's math. got you there, bro. Basic math. The guy you agree 0% of, with will 100% stab you in the back. Like, you got to take the odds that you can fucking get at that point. You know what I mean? And it's just like, people are so fucking stupid, so dumb, and I don't like it. And I don't like that nothing can be good enough. Like, did you see the State of the Union with the Pelosi or whatever? Pelosi nah. didn't. She clapped back at Trump. It was like all anyone was talking about for a while. I did not see that. I missed right. I missed the whole thing. Trump at some point tries to take a victory lap. He's like, by the way, we have more women in Congress than ever before. 
And he like stands up trying to get like an applause for it, right? Like that all was Democrats, his doing, by the, by way. the way. Yeah, yes. it was. It was. But all Democrats and Pelosi behind him is like, look where they're sitting, which is on the Democratic <laughs> side. And then when he turns around to like get his little mm, schmooze, she literally like the most condescending shit I've ever seen ever. Like mm. to the point where like I'm proud that she did it, but also I'm like, he's the president, madam. <laughs> like we have yeah. we have to be the better versions of ourselves here. Uh, and she just clapped back like. Mm, like, yeah. like that to him and i like i loved it and the next day all these fucking whiny ass liberals were just like oh i'm supposed to be happy that she did that what about this 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 and this and i'm like it's not the time it's just not the time for this i don't care if you like your democracy flavored uh, socialist or centrist like it's still democracy the alternative right. is this shit <laughs> like it's like you, you put any politician under the microscope they're never gonna be good enough ever it's never right. ever gonna happen like like the idea that we're rewriting obama's presidency um under the criticism of like his drone strike campaign and everything even though war was kind of naturally heading there anyway and he was putting like less american lives at risk we could debate that all you fucking want um, but like to call him a war criminal on the level of Dick Cheney or George Bush is fucking preposterous. Like nothing's ever going to be good enough. I, I think that you do have to take the good and the bad and kind of weigh them against each other at this point. Well, I'm literally thinking, look, Dolores gets her doctorate in a year and a half and I'm just like, let's just move somewhere. Like you can get a job anywhere. <clears throat> and I don't even mean that in a shitty way. The truth is this, like I am a liberal person. I have liberal uh, principles and shit like that. I don't know who these people are now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know why we can't get on the same side. I don't know why it's so hard to explain basic math to people. I don't understand why it's so hard to, again, I don't care what flavor you like your ice cream as long as it's still ice cream, you know, like Donald Trump's yogurt, but not even good yogurt. Yogurt's disgusting. All right. Okay. Like ice cream's still good. <laughs> like I saw, so it doesn't matter if it's varying degrees. I like chocolate ice cream more than strawberry ice cream. I'm still going to eat fucking strawberry ice cream if I have to, because that's, what I'm used to. And so right. it's like, I'm legit thinking like, I, we should move out of this fucking country because I don't see it. Like, I don't, dude, I think he's going to win again. And I realize he's super unpopular. And then I realize he's got this investigation and I realize all this shit is stacked up against him, but we are so fucking dumb that we cannot get on the same page. And right. one more thing, and I'll let you retort to this. I've seen the amount of people who have like already announced they're running and it's a wonderful sign. Like it really is. I think this is the time where any and everyone should run. The problem with this is that we are going to tear down some really good fucking people. You know, like they're politicians. Right. They have to make shady deals occasionally because that's the nature of politics. We understand that. No one is perfect. But there are some genuinely decent candidates who are going to have to be put through the goddamn grinder in order to get this nomination. And at that mm -hmm. point, we're going to get so entrenched in our own sides again that it's over. Like I don't feel good about this, man, at all. I mean... Who knows? Maybe something will happen that'll be good, but probably not. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to the next uh, five, six years as being a uh, fucking fraught, bad time for everybody. Uh, don't have a whole lot of hope. Don't have a whole lot of optimism. But I do have uh, my sanity, and I'll hold on to that as long as I can. That's another thing. How do you know when you go crazy? You know, like everyone's just like, I mean, they do say that, you know, the definition of being crazy is like doing the same shit and expecting different results, right? That's what they say. I think that's just some asshole, some bro who decided to say that one day and get it right. Print. That's like some asshole's high school quote. And you're just like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> some asshole. What if it was like just some high school jock, like definition of being crazy. 
doing the same shit every time, thinking you're going to get a different result. And he gained traction. And then he, like, like fucking beer. smashes a beer can on his head, throws up. Man. I mean, that's throws great. their hat in the air. They didn't let us throw our hats in graduation. Did they let you? I don't remember. You know, that was the one I thing. I barely I remember my own life. I don't know how many times. Like, I, it's weird. Um, I remember going on the stage, got right. some applause from the gallery, you know, waved to everybody. Right. And, and then I went to uh, the Cheesecake Factory. Hey, I did the same thing. Did we graduate on the same day, Max? I think you had it earlier in the day, though, right? <laughs> Again, don't remember my own life. I think, I think you were at the fairgrounds, so. man, right? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was at the fairgrounds, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, dude. I don't... I, I just think about all of that shit in general, and it's it's so weird to me. I had this memory the other day of, so my my principal was named Miss Bowden, but Miss Bowden mm. was a female George Bush. I really mean that, like down to the delivery and cadence of her voice. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, politics was she? Did she oh, have a de- lot of like financial like, yeah. ties to yeah. large corporations or what's up? <laughs> well, you know, what? let me just talk about all this shit. Pamela Bowden married an underage <laughs> man. That was her name, Pamela Bowden. She married an underage man. He was 16 when they got married. But this just was just like George Bush. Did that also happen? Did, no. Was Laura? Oh shit! I was like, man, like, <laughs> there are more parallels than I imagined. She was a 16-year-old school teacher. Well, no, he was like a 16-year-old, whatever. She was like four years older, and she got married to him when it was illegal. So that number one is weird. But beyond that, it's just like she was. Uh, she like cut arts programs because her son Chip was on the football team. He was also terrible. Um, but you know, I'm saying all of this because I remember one. Specific- this woman sounds terrible. She is terrible. She called me a turd once. A turd? Yeah. While you were in school? To my face. <laughs> you should have taken her to school court, bro. I laughed it off at the moment, but now thinking about it, I'm just like, that's horrific. And the context was just like, because I was kind of an asshole in ninth grade, shocker. Mm. But like, I kind of started taking life seriously after a bit. Everybody was an asshole then, man. Don't right. worry about it. And then she's like, well, I'm glad you're doing good because if I had to be honest, you were kind of being a turd. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That's not a real thing that you should be saying to a student. Anyway, one day, some kid, there was a big rumor going around that a kid was going to columbine the shit out of our school. He was like, I'm going to- Was it a specific kid that like everybody knew? Or was there just a rumor that yes some kid- Yes and no. Yes and no. There was, like, there was like a group of three people who were like, they're the suspects, but we don't know who it was. Like, it was a mm. thing. And they were going like, around the saying The trench kids- a week beforehand, too, being like, we're going to shoot up the school, we're going to shoot up the school. So much so that Bowden had to call an assembly. And then she gave, like, like a fucking George Bush-esque rah-rah speech about, like, and we're going to have security officers here, and nothing's going to happen. I repeat, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> like, Wait, it was, so, so this woman is a, a teacher or a, a an administrator? Oh, the principal. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I missed yeah that. the whole fucking principle. I mean, that's the. I was like, how does a teacher have the ability to fucking do all of these things? <laughs> Call the She's cutting arts funding. She's calling assemblies. Miss Bowden was like Frank Underwood. That man. shit but would not have flown history. at Newsom. Is all I'll say. <laughs> he was the majority whip. She was doing everything behind the scenes, pulling the goddamn puppet strings, and yeah, that's the way to do it. Wouldn't you like to do that? Like, wouldn't you, I mean, that's the thing. Like, the, would I like to be a puppet master? Yes. Well, that's the Dick Cheney of it all because the Dick Cheney thing is a really interesting argument for like the psyche of a leader. Because would you rather be the leader of the free world? Everyone knows it's you and the buck stops with you, so to speak, right? Or would you rather run everything outside of it and then just have someone to scapegoat? Like, and that's what happened. Like, people hate Cheney, but they don't hate Cheney like they hate Bush, man. Like, maybe now people are coming around to the truth of it. 
But during mm-hmm. the time, no one hated Cheney like they hated Bush. It was just some next level shit. Right. Oh, I mean, eh, people were pretty aware of of Cheney's uh, Cheneyness. I think back Bush, then, uh, there was definitely well, a lot of conversation about Bush, like Bush is the problem. But then, once you started following that line of like impeachment, then you're left with Dick Cheney, and that idea was way more terrifying than having um, a fucking dual swilling buffoon well i mean it's sad to say it but it's a direct parallel to now which people are like impeach trump and i'm like but pence is like actually good at this (laughs) yeah that's the problem like we've been able to keep uh, trump at bay because one he's fuck he's a cat with a laser pointer like it's easy to keep him distracted i mean at least pence is a fucking charisma vacuum like that that's all i can say for him yes he's like good at appearing kind of normal or he's he knows how politics works right um you get him in front of a camera and making speeches and everything, and he's like the least inspiring or endearing person I've ever seen. It's like watching a fucking mannequin come to life and be like, I love God. I don't like the gays very much. Yeah, he um, looks like the kind of guy who would uh, catfish you on like J-Date or something. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. really fucked up and weird. He just looks like he's constantly in like, you know, gastrointestinal discomfort and he's trying to hide it. <laughs> He's just like, oh man, I gotta fart so hard. <laughs> <laughs> every single, every single, every waking moment of his life. My God! But no. mother doesn't give him permission to fart, not in her presence. Mom? He's got to go to a separate house to do that. Ever tell you that one time me and Dolores just looked up? Can we can we train the dogs to fart in a different room? <laughs> like this became a whole like rabbit mm-hmm. hole. Of like, I'm tired Did, of being. What in was my, the answer? Well, the answer is like it's so inconclusive. Like that's that fucking. Blew oh, my it's inconclusive. Mind. The, blew the jury's mind. out. People tried. No, dude, it was just the idea that like the darkness, the avenues, the rabbit hole of this question what? on Reddit became nightmarish. Like, I, I I love the idea that you never landed on like we as a people never landed on a hard no or a hard <laughs> yes. Can you train a dog to fart in another room? Well, there was like a bunch of people being like, this is silly. Dogs don't even know what they're doing. They don't have awareness. You can't like tell. It's not like, like, <laughs> so it became this whole thing. And it was just like, like of dog consciousness and right? dog awareness. Dude, it got so deep after a while that I was like, this does, is dude, does a dog understand the consequences of its actions? Can it right. make that abstract leap? The, the answer is no. still inconclusive, no, dude. Because <laughs> no, then you start you start going online and be like, do dogs, are they aware of anything that they do? Like we talked about this last week, dogs can scan our face. We, we want to give them an intelligence boost. We like mm-hmm. to think that they're smart. Why can't we teach them that? The truth is, uh, I have no idea. The only thing I know about that when looking up dogs was that humans are fucking weird, man. Like in the lengths that people will go to to try to do some shit. There was one woman who, who had convinced everyone on Reddit and she was like, yeah, I just did it. Like, I just said, go fart in the bathroom over and over and over and over and over again. And then associated with the bathroom. <laughs> just imagining, like, the turmoil going on in the dog's brain. <laughs> bathroom. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fucked up, right? It's <laughs> just like, uh, first of all, do you know how long, like, this is Gladwell. 10,000 hours to teach that dog. <laughs> like, it's- and eventually the dog just learns the shame of farting in an open space. My God. It and just starts thinking back to its own little dog life all the times that it did that. <laughs> and it didn't know. And it just hates itself now. Right. You have to get self, a dog therapist. Self-loathing, yeah. Develops a fart complex. God damn it. 
God damn you. Know, you. You know there's dog Xanax? That still blows my mind. I mean, it's still just Xanax, but you give it to dogs. Yeah, Bebo has it. <sighs> yeah. Oh, my God. If he wasn't on that shit, he would be wild. Think about how wild that dog is now. Now, mm. take away the medication. Like, he would be crazy, man. He Jesus just be. He's an anxious dog, and that's why I love him so much, because we're, yeah. like, the same. We're homies. You know? I remember when he jumped up and bit my face just to say hello. That was so. Was how much love was there though? though? You know what so I mean? So like, much. He loved you. He just wanted to wagging his to tail, wounding me. <laughs> <laughs> Did he puncture the skin, man? Were you all right? No, I was fine. It like swelled up a little bit, but I was fine. He just like he his snout was like his mouth was open. His snout just like jumped up and hit me right here in the mouth. Nice. No, it wasn't. Why would you say nice? That's not nice. Everyone's alive. <laughs> Everyone's good. <laughs> Like you're glad it happened. Yeah. I mean, and justify like, the means, Max. Right, dude. No, I was, uh, what are you talking about? Why can't about? you be more appreciative? Why can't you? Like you're always in the rear view mirror here, man. You're always fucking, you know, looking at what's behind you. Not, not looking right, right what's in front of you. This beautiful dog, man. Just wants to bite your face. <laughs> what's right in front of me? A beautiful dog. <laughs> Biting your face. Yeah, man. <laughs> you're right. I got to stop living in the past. I got to start embracing the pain of the future. Why don't you get a dog, man? I think you you would look really cool with like a Wiener Schnitzel, like a Dachshund or whatever. What the fuck? Kind of no, no. Why not? I would never want to get a Wiener dog. You know my association with Wiener dogs. Uh, I've talked about it on this podcast. Right. Well, if I could bring back our good friend Hitler for a second, um, he mm. loved the Dachshund. Like it is amazing. Apparently, so, there are so okay, many if pictures. We're, if we're making a pro con list here. Another strike in the con list. Go on. <laughs> That's fine. But my point is, this, there are pictures of Hitler so happy, like with some doctions next to him. And it really makes me think, like, maybe we just got this guy some doctions. All of this shit would have been okay. But literally, you just make they make the Fjord so happy, man. Like, he's just, I've never seen him. So he had a wife or sort of, right? Ava Braun, he married right before he killed her. Um, mm-hmm. But it That's never the made way him you happy. You do it. <laughs> you know, if you're going to kill a lady, put a ring on that finger first. <laughs> The least you can do make a respectable first <laughs> uh, make an honest woman out of a um no i'm not gonna get a goddamn dachshund dachshund i don't know how you say it uh if i'm gonna get a breed i don't know man i like german shepherds but i just don't have the space for a german shepherd the german shepherd freaks me out too because what's the deal with that you know they're, they're really smart and lovable dogs they are but do, are like genetic <sighs> Okay. You can uh, train them to be like mean if you're mean to them. Sure. But what I'm saying is a predisposition to how it learns. Like like you can train a Shiba Inu even though that's a Japanese dog. Like what I'm saying is like that that's specific to a region in the same way that like yes, sapiens can negotiate or or communicate with a dog. Um, is there some predisposition to a certain language and region? Like Shiba Inus are Japanese dogs. Are they hardwired to somehow respond to Japanese commands more? Like that they could it's somewhere in the fucking recesses of their genes that they kinda they kinda understand this more? Like you know what I'm saying? Like German shepherds are the same thing. They're Germans. Obviously they breed so everywhere. Are, are are you working towards the idea that German shepherds have like the Holocaust in their DNA? I wasn't, but let's go there. <laughs> let's take that deep. I prefer not to. I was just gen- genuinely asking. Jesus wanted Christ, to clear, clarify. Dude. Yeah, can I just um, say something? As much jokes as we make about about that you know all you have to do is watch that schindler's list the the taking of the ghetto scenes and you're like ah, eh, well this, this stopped being any kind of jokey right like right. I just, 
So I'm living in the Hogan's Heroes timeline yeah. most, of, <laughs> most of my life just to deal with the idea of that happening. Yeah, the um, Nazi thing is only funny if there's inept Nazis at a later date. Right, when it's just <laughs> fat guys with little mustaches going, oh, Hogan. Yeah, but um, uh, German Shepherds uh, train up just fine with English. Maybe they would respond better to like a Achtung or whatever they say. I don't know what German say. Achtung. Achtung. Okay. I don't know. What is that? I don't mean? know enough German. I know that's the name of a U2 record, right? Achtung. Scheiße. I know that one. I know Arkbite McFright, which is work shall set you free. That's about all I got. You know? Like, Arkbite McFright? Arkbite McFright. It sounds like all right McFly if you say it quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> Which really, oh. they had the capability to go anywhere in history, and they didn't go back to Nazi Germany. Like a little. <laughs> it's just irresponsible. They they stayed in, they stayed in the same shitty small town, no less. Yeah, what's the point? Of, okay, so you go back in time, but you can't travel back. In yeah, time. they, they like, and then they go to the American West. Fine. Is it in the but same like, location? Though? is that okay? The well, if you have a time machine, okay, that flies. Okay. Where are you where are you going when you going? Oh, this is Rick and Morty. Okay. Well, what am I doing? Where am I going? I don't I mean so this is where it gets tricky, man, because what like what what's the barometer? Is it just for my own selfishness or is it like, hey, you can go to one point in history to change the course of history forever? Uh, no, just you 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 got to be a passive observer because we're still holding to the idea that Can't the minute time. you start uh, affecting yeah. things, you're changing everything irrever- irrevocably. Yeah. Right. Where's the first place I would go? I mean, shit. Shit. Dinosaur times, man. I don't want people. I just want to go see some dinos. I want to train them. What if you immediately... You want to train them? What if you immediately get a dinosaur disease? Or you give dinosaurs like a people disease. Right, but you said... And immediately wipe them out. What if that's how they died? A time traveler went back in time, started playing with some fucking velociraptors, sneezed on one. And then they all just fucking... That's an interesting thing. I don't know why we haven't really thought about that yet. Like, in terms of sci-fi stories, because every concept has been done to death, why right. hasn't that one come up yet? Like, how did dinosaurs <laughs> get extinct? Well, it's a causality <laughs> thing, man. He right. fucking went back in time. He killed these dinos. Like, What if they were all, like, super nice and friendly, too? And, like, the time traveler goes back. Like, because in every version of that story, you go back to dinosaur times, and, like, you're getting fucked up. You're getting chased by T-Rexes. and Pterodactyls right. are swooping down. What if they're all, like woodland creatures coming out just like oh hey look at this new thing we can uh, be friends with and then you sneeze yeah. on one they all die oh shit that's sad <laughs> it's like the trail of tears but with dinosaurs i thought we were gonna world build that a little bit like the mm-hmm. t-rexes are really nice and they like have wine clubs and shit yeah. <laughs> they talk about proust or the dinosaur version of proust right yeah you know <laughs> They read books. They have a leaf club. They don't have books, but they they have leaves. They can read the leaves. And they're yeah. like, yeah, you know, I, what I thought was really interesting about this leaf is how like it's red here, but then it's also green here. What does that I think mean? That, that? Yeah, what does that symbolize? It's like the dual nature of a dinosaur. You know, <laughs> they only have two natures. <laughs> they're like it's a duality of of reptile. You got you got your dinosaurs that eat grass, and you got your dinosaurs that eat the dinosaurs that eat grass. But then you got the dinosaurs that eat both. Omnivores. Th- those are the bisexuals of the dinosaur oh, community. The no one trusts them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These greedy sons of bitches. Pick a fucking lane. Like, you're that asshole who's just trying to hang out in every world. The jocks, the geeks, get it together, dinosaur. Like, what are you doing? 
Oh Jesus! Christ. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a strong candidate. Just, just just because, like you know, again, man and and dinosaur weren't fucking around together, despite the Flintstones telling me that. So it it would be interesting just to be a passive observer. Like, and again, time doesn't matter. Time's not flowing in the same way. Like, if I want mm-hmm. to, I could just press the. I could go one point two five speed. I could see everything. You know, when you listen to a podcast, you put that shit just a little bit quicker than it needs to be. Or on yeah. YouTube, same thing. I could just watch this history unfold quickly. I can see that meteor come down, or I could see me come down. It could be like a real lost season five situation. I observe myself going back in time to fuck with the dinosaurs. Where do you think that meteor is right now? Well, there's there there's a there's a couple of these. There's a big crater in Mexico, right? Like the Yucatan. It's huge. It's really fucking big. There's another one that was built. There's a city in Utah, I think, that was built in a crater. Like it's a fucking perfect crater. You can see it from space. You can't really mm. see it on ground level. <clears throat> but there's there's craters all over the place, man. And that's the whole point. The other whole point about this, listen, is like, listen, I know this shit's millions and millions of years old or whatever, but like, are we not a little scared of that happening again? <laughs> like, I think oh, about like an asteroid all the fucking time. There's nothing we could do to stop it. Fuck I mean, that's the, that's the melancholia of it all, man. Because like, once that happens, you're just waiting for oblivion. Um, but I told in you a way, I started writing a story like that about how, like, because I wanted to take the stakes of, and then, and then melancholia kind of happened. But I wanted to take the stakes away. Like Armageddon is a movie about there's the thing coming, you got to blow it up and save everybody. Fuck mm-hmm. that! I wanted to do something where, like, no, you see your death coming. It's it's for sure. It's happening. <laughs> like, I, I, I want to write a romantic comedy called Charmageddon, where <laughs> um, a guy falls in love with an asteroid and is courting it while it's on its way to destroy everything he loves. Man. And, and the asteroid's got to make a choice. Do I continue being an asteroid or do I settle down and start a family? What's the ultimate choice? What does he decide? I mean, it's I haven't be, written I mean, the Chris, whole story, like Christian. I'm, I'm just shooting from the hip here. <laughs> He's got to knock on that asteroid's door and it cuts to black. Like, I, I can't have an answer. You know what I mean? I need to live with the ambiguity of it all. Yeah. I mean, just picture a gigantic rock sitting in a small cafe with, with a man. And like the roof is gone because the rock needs some headspace. Right. And the French waiter is like, mm, you'll check. <laughs> okay, Italian at best. <laughs> he's living in France, but he's born in Italia. Yeah, I don't know how to. You Christian, get it together. Yeah, right? Jesus Christ. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm just saying like, we, we, we have proof that this giant thing hit. Like that's a lot of people think that's how the moon was made, right? The moon mm. was made because we were at one point bigger than what we a are now. A much bigger planet. Right. And things were heavier. Right. And then some fucker came around, knocked everything around. That got expelled. And, and We'd then be so much stronger if our planet was bigger. Well, it, but that's the whole thing. It's like everything has to happen perfectly in order for that to work. I mean, mm. really think about that. Life does not exist without that moon thing happening because the moon then affects the tides, the gravitational pulls, all of this other shit. Like, it's also just amazing, again, the math that comes along with this. Have you ever, like, stopped to really think about this? Because if you wanted to make a case for God, you could. I guess just because of how perfectly things line up. Right. But it's like, we only see one side of the moon because even though we are constantly spinning and orbiting something, this other thing is also constantly spinning and or- orbiting us at the exact same speed that we only see one side of it always. You know what I mean? Right. Which is kind of fucking incredible. If you think about it, like that's, that's an amazing thing. Life does not happen without the moon being there to begin with which is kind of crazy. So I don't know. I mean, if that collision doesn't happen, then what happens? I mean, we might be stronger, but we might be like rock monsters, like in that Noah movie. 
Well, I, I know I've heard that like uh, the stronger the gravity, um, I, I think the shorter the lifespan also because it requires more energy to keep the body moving. Um, oh, and shit. that energy being expended will eventually like waste away organs quicker. So oh, like man. just the gravitational pull of the earth is naturally like conducive to, you know, walking upright and literally being alive and living as long as we do. I see. I, isn't it also like a matter of oxygen? I read some book and I forget what it was, but it was talking about the size of insects. It wasn't sapiens, although they talk about that and it's horrific, mm-hmm. but the a hundred thousand years ago, yeah. There was so much more oxygen in the air that bugs, bugs are, they, they, they have, Oops. I forget the actual thing, but they use the oxygen and they push it through their bodies from top to bottom. Right. Mm-hmm. So they are very small because there's not as much oxygen now, but back in the day, we're talking like six foot centipedes, bro. Uh, fuck that. Fuck that. I, I just, I couldn't live with that shit. And so I think that's the other big thing is it, it took these creatures that ordinarily would have been big. Yeah, because like there are some things, like, and I know I'm going all over the place. Just try to find, stay with me on this beacon that I'm going to. But like in the Bibles and in holy texts and shit, shit like that, we talk about leviathans. You know what I'm talking about? We talk about giant creatures and shit like that. Of course, it could be a whale. It could be any number of things that we naturally see in the world now because planet Earth exists. But um, it just it kind of creeps me out to think about like how b- big creatures could and were at one point as opposed to what they are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got a lot smaller. That's the only reason we're on top, man. Like, again, the amount of things that have to go right for us to be the dominant species right. is kind of incredible, dude. It's, it is. Yeah, it's like all just a sequence of events that just lined up perfectly. But maybe that's also a little bit hubris on our part to assign importance to that. Like, I think it's all right. just a cosmic fucking accident. Like, things just happened. And, like given that we have infinite timelines infinite universes all these fucking planets out there and celestial bodies and whatnot like the math was in our favor or someone's favor eventually to like for life to happen well it's the infinite monkey theorem yeah it's yeah like you you know it's the same thing if you give it infinite amount of possibilities and infinite amount of uh like elements and Mm -hmm. ingredients eventually the humans will happen earth will happen Eventually, like, yeah. a monkey will write Hamlet. Like it happens eventually. Eventually, eventually a monkey will write Hamlet. <laughs> the episode title. Eventually, a monkey will eat him. Um, but that's my point. So it's it's it's. I understand what you're saying. Like, did you hear this report that came out two weeks ago? That they fucking remember that sci-fi story I was pitching to you, the one that I'm writing, like with the Project Diana Evolve mm-hmm. or whatever. All right, they found radio waves in some distant, distant, distant part of the universe, and they have no idea what it is. But obviously, what, what genre was it? Was it like pop country or like? A... <laughs> it was top forty, man. It was bad. <laughs> I got Dick Clark over there. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, God, I don't know if we topped that joke at all. By the way, that was so good. Know. Anyway, uh, we'll see. We'll see where we are in the edit. Yeah, we'll see. But um, so yeah, they found these radio signals out there, which again is just like primitive life, right? Like primitive to the point not primitive primitive not bacterium we're talking about like enough to send out a signal which right. then changes the game dude it's just like but the, the article changed the article was like do you think this is a really bad time for aliens to be fucking reaching out to us like just think about where we are as like like as a people as a, as a species at the it's moment it's either the best or the worst time i don't know 
Well, the worst because we're so fucked that we need to believe in this greater unified. Because I honestly think like this is a this is like a weird Watchmen uh, uh, outer limits architects of fear thing, which is just like not that we would uh, make them our enemy because that we could. That's certainly our thing to look at the other. And suddenly all the problems on earth go away, man. We'd be like, we got to get every homeless guy into a goddamn army uniform for when the grays come. All right. Like it would solve all of our problems. But the the other end of it is like, would it give us perspective in a way that we couldn't possibly, if aliens come, your religion is useless. It's wrong. Like Christianity's wrong. Islam's wrong. Every fucking fairy tale that you were fed in terms of religion, right? That said, we are alone in the universe and this is all there is and blah, 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 blah. It's wrong. It's thrown out. I think it's the greatest, it's the second uh, great evolution. It's, it's, a, it's an ideological ice age in which to kind of like uh, to grow back from. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about this a lot. I'm sorry I'm ranting here, but it's just like, think about that for a second. It would either bring out the absolute best in humanity, our absolute potential, or we would just lord the flies of the shit so quickly. We, we got to murder these greys, man. I, it's, it's confounding me. Well, it's also like the idea of, you know, it's the arrival scenario where if by some chance aliens get here, and if by some chance they're not hostile, then we've got the idea of having to get every country on Earth on board with not immediately trying to attack and fuck up relations, you know? And you're talking like every country here, North Korea, fucking Venezuela, the U.S., I want um, some wild card. I want like Tunisia to be like, fuck these aliens. I don't respect your goddamn authority. And we're going to kill them. Right. Like, no bombs. They have no weapons. They're just fucking fine. Ghana or something. <laughs> some isolated tribe just starts shooting arrows. Right. Like off of one of those islands. I'll bet you right now that the countries that were colonized, they, they going to fight way harder than anyone else. Like we've been through this shit before already. Right. Like no fucking way we get colonized yeah. again. We're, we're not going to start drinking alien drinks and listening to alien music and right. watching alien movies so they can erase our normal culture with their alien culture. Right. What if they just start gentrifying everything, but it's alien stuff. <laughs> So instead of like artisanal mayonnaise, it's artisanal flop lorps or whatever, which mm-hmm. is a, it's close to mayonnaise, kind of like in theory. But right, you think it's more, it rather it's more than nutrient dense. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like locusts, but whatever. That's our equivalent. But again, it's the idea that we will judge any sentient life uh, and what they're capable of on us. Like I think that's the thing that that's, that's a faulty assumption. Like we look at ourselves and we have this historical thing that we can keep looking back to, which is like as idealistic as we like to pretend we are, the truth is this, we destructive and we kill everything. And we have now informed our opinion of prospective aliens on ourselves. So of course our first thing is like, we got to kill it because it's going to kill us. But that's a faulty premise. Like that doesn't make sense. It's, it's we're judging ourselves essentially. We're judging others by how we view ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, when, when you're in a relationship and you constantly and you're cheating on your girlfriend all the time and you accuse her of yeah. cheating, it's like, no, you're the asshole just guy. Reflecting like, and projecting. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole fucking point. So I, it breaks my heart because I feel like there's no chance. Like aliens come here. Also, again, like you said, if they're hostile, they're not even going to make, they're not going to land. Like they mastered space travel. They'll just blow us up from space. <laughs> there's no <Right>. problem. <laughs> because, uh, well, there's also, yeah, just the argument that any a distant alien life that has the resources to get here, you have to assume that they either understand that they're never going back or they have the resources to go back to where they came from. 
Right. Um, and either case is kind of terrifying to me because an alien race that has the power to travel that amount of distance and go back and the, and fucking, the lifespan. That, that's yeah. the other thing. Think about the distance and the time that you have to travel. Right. Back. And they, they can end us like that or an alien race that's got nothing to lose because they know they're going to die anyway is also equally oh, terrifying. Man, that's way more metal though. Because again, it's just like, I would, what would we do? Again, now let, let us judge the aliens by what we would do. If something went wrong, right? We're already trying this now. These people who are going to Mars in a couple of years, they're not coming back. Like they no. understand. Most of those first waves are going to die horribly. Uh, well, of course, but that's my point. It's like, that doesn't stop us from doing it. So the idea is that like anyone who would be able to master that kind of space travel, like, cause here's the truth. The Mars thing is going to be big. Like, I don't know. I mean, we haven't really put it in our perspective yet, but when we successfully transplant human beings from earth to Mars, that is a huge step. That's moon landing 2.0. Like it really is in terms of like, we are, we, we, we are not bound to one planet it's- anymore. It's almost not even moon landing 2.0. It's like it's like the the whole idea of ex- uncharted territory. You know, they call it the final frontier in Star Trek, but it right. is. It's like the idea of like the wild west happening again, almost. Oh man! Um, just that's just why all this sci-fi and westerns have always been such a good. Just so yeah, like it makes that. sense. Yeah. It makes sense. The it, ideals they are do, awesome. man. But yeah, just the idea of like going to this planet and terraforming it and getting new life there. And then we're going to have different competing countries coming there, uh, trying to establish dominance. There's probably going to be a lot of bloodshed at some point, unless we all just hold hands like international space station style, which I don't think is going to happen because we're talking territory here. We're talking, yeah, like... Again, resources. Lex Luthor would be buying all the <laughs> land on Mars because that's right. What he does. He's a all real- that Mars real estate. I don't know, man. Like it, it would be very, very tumultuous. A but lot to of bring this all the right. way back to the aliens of it all is what I'm saying is we are making that trip without having the resources to go back. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's doing that, like you would have to do these tests. We didn't go straight to the moon. We did the. We hung out in the atmosphere for a little bit, right? We were just fucking around in orbit, and then we came back. And then we went a little bit further and then we came back and that's how this happens. Like you don't, you don't, you don't start by going to the thing. So my point is this, like the aliens who who made it over here, that was their idea of like the moon landing, right? Our moon landing was like, well, we bring them back safely. That's cool. But them is just like, nah, man, they just got to get over here. Like that in and of itself. Like I understand the concept of doing that without necessarily having all the technology to make it work like the Mars people. So any alien who comes, it's really scary because it's either they have to come militantly, right? They have to come fucking guns blazing because they have to try to dominate. Um, but, you know, like it's not going to it's not going to end well or they're going to have to try to be peaceful. And I don't know if we have the capacity for that. That's the real fucking problem, man. Like, I mean, in a culture that props up people like Cardi B, what, what hope do we have? Cardi B looks like a goddamn Puerto Rican grim uh, crypt keeper. Like, I just, I, I hate Cardi B so much. I know much. you do. That's why, I, that's why okay. I, I actually don't have any ill will towards Cardi B. I didn't know Cardi if you teed me up on I don't, Yeah, I did. Um, but no. But that's it, my point. If aliens come here and they have to see Trump and Cardi B, they turn around. <laughs> like, that's like, the thing that. is like the majority of things that are uh, universally popular or not universally popular, but like the top 40 shit is like what they're going to come into contact with first. You know, they're not going to be doing deep dives on like 80s synth wave or anything. Right. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're not going to be getting into the deep cuts. They're just going to go to the most middle of the road bullshit that our culture has to offer. 
They'll um, go to Wikipedia with, and they'll find out that like Thriller is the highest selling album of all time. They'll start there. <laughs> that's that's the beginning of their fucking foundation. Then you go to Eagles, then Pink Floyd, and then you just go down the list, man. You know, Eminem's like fifth on that list. It's a good, you don't think that's a good barometer? <laughs> well, no, I'm just picturing aliens like we can't land until we absorb every last piece of their culture. I don't care if it takes a million years. And then it's Eminem? Or is that what you're more mad about? I just, I imagine that'd be the fourth thing they ever listen to. It's like, is palms a sweaty, mom's spaghetti? And you're just like, oh, shit. Like, right. A lot of reference points they need to get to. And they got to learn what spaghetti is. So they watch a lot of cooking shows. That takes several years. It's going to take them a minute. Yeah, we're putting so much stuff out now that, like, it's right. really so that, like, I don't know if they would ever be able to, to, to catch I mean, up. if anybody could do it, Christian. If, if anyone could do it. <laughs> the Greys, the unknown Greys who made it over here. Yeah. What if, what if the, the Greys are just a piece of the puzzle, man? What if there's purples? What if there's oranges? What if there's greens? The color spectrum. Like why, why wouldn't there be at least, uh, what is it, Roy G. Biv? Why wouldn't there at least be aliens that are red, orange, yellow, green, blue? Maybe there are aliens that don't even have a color. Maybe they transcend a color. They're like the aliens from Attack the Block. They're translucent. Or they're just like, they're just shadows, like Attack the Block. Those aliens were cool. I really love those aliens. Mm, I like you know, I like my creature features. I just, you know, oh, I'm an alien. I'm a shadow. Fuck you. Like, be more creative than that. that I guess was it very is creative. Oh, it is really creative. <laughs> they probably Such a cool visual. They didn't have the budget for that shit. So they're just like, yeah, how can they, we they worked around a low budget. And I just love, like, the, just this black silhouette with, like, white fangs opening up. John Boyega's best movie. Uh, did you watch Detroit? Yeah. Oh, you don't like Detroit, huh? It's pretty good. It's okay. I mean, Catherine Bigelow, I don't think, is a very good director. Mm, I didn't love The Hurt Locker, but I think I liked Zero Dark Thirty, but I only watched it once. I actively dislike The Hurt Locker. Oh, really? Like, I'm active about it. Well, listen, bro, this was really... No, 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 no. This is one of the few times where I'm going to be like, look, I don't think I love that movie, but the alternative was Avatar that year. And... uh, any movie but avatar bro (laughs) avatar won nine awards okay like the only one it didn't win was fucking best picture that makes me so happy unobtainium no (laughs) all right seriously as a screenwriter do you think james cameron just he couldn't take another pass at that he's like what is this it's uh can't obtain it unobtainium like it's right it's it's a cardinal sin man it's terrible right well well there's there's a bit in the um Red Letter Media Plinkett reviews of Revenge of the Sith, where he's going through like, what was George Lucas's thought process with Order sixty six? He's like, hmm, I, I want to have an evil order, but hmm, what, what what's an evil sounding number six six six? No, that's too obvious. Maybe sixty six. Yeah, that's fine. Right, and then just moved on. Also, where were the, like the minutes for the previous? Uh, meetings that were setting up orders one through 65 you know what I mean, I mean that's a bit that I've, I'm working on right now where those are just like taco orders that's what I'm where, saying. The, where the emperor is just like execute order 65 with a side order of 42 what is that is that cinnamon rolls and hold the rolls? order too I don't like cilantro um yeah you know who knows like how, how many orders do they have is my question. Let me ask you this. Aliens do come. What is your best case scenario? Like, do you want them to be a bunch of ETs? Uh, I mean, there's other happy aliens, I guess. They could be a rival. Like, the thing that I really liked about Arrival is it, it went away from the anthropomorphized version of they're, humans. They're just like squids. 
well yeah yeah i just i I think i'm tired of the the bipedal i'm tired of the grays the humanoid version of aliens because again it's such a reductive thing like we have all this fucking imagination in the world and the best thing we can come up with is something that kind of looks like us like it resembles that if you put a hoodie on it you'd be like oh that's a person you know what i mean and then you would shoot it because that's what happens to people in hoodies but my point is this that you, you could pass it everything in the world is governed by the same physics and laws like dogs and bears and and blowfish and fucking uh scary what are the scary like light fucking fish that go Wah! you know what i'm talking about i think that's the scientific term scary light fucking scary fish. light fish all right scary light fish it's made out of the same thing everything in the entire world is made out of the same components it's just put together differently you know what i'm saying mm. like that's what gets me upset so, so you want you want like an alien that's an abstraction you want an alien that's just like a pure emotion or an idea or a concept well no it can you, have you want an alien <laughs> i want an alien to be depression <laughs> like fuck. scientology was right um I, yeah i'm thinking of it as like uh they could still have a physical form but why would it always be something that looks and resembles like us like that's what i liked about arrival is that even though it resembled something we've seen in the world I mean, but arrival is the sense. best case scenario dude if that you're asked cool like to get they to teach us a language and that is also time travel somehow like that they literally solve all of our problems and teach us to communicate with each other yeah like that's the best right. case scenario for an alien but like also invasion. time travel like that's the component of it that really mm. fucked with me in that movie which is like our language is time <laughs> like it's fucking weird Mm. Uh, I don't know. That's the best case scenario in terms of that. But like, would you want a cute and cuddly alien or do you want them to be like, yo, War of the Worlds, which I do not love that movie. I've said, I think it's fine. But those aliens are kind of creepy looking, man. Like, I don't, because I don't, you remember the big ones, uh, but there's the basement with the, the basement one i guess they're tripods Where, too but he's way smaller and he's just like blah, blah, blah. he looks almost like a hammerhead well, shark yeah the, the tripods are just their vehicles right 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 yeah yeah, yeah. They, they just look like um, yeah I, I wouldn't want that i don't want creepy alien but i don't have a choice i don't have a say in the matter it'd be cool if like all the aliens just looked like regular household objects but with googly eyes like well, like uh, a box of detergent but with googly eyes well you know what this or, is which I do love because googly eyes would be amazing. <laughs> a box of detergent. <laughs> the fucking the, the, the ship door like, hits the ground. Yeah, it just <laughs> missed Spielbergian wonder John Williams score kicks in and then just like a little shuffling box of detergent and then like a half-eaten orange with googly eyes. So you have to ask the it. questions like, did you take this form because you thought it was the most least threatening thing? Like, no, this is how my people look. Like, <laughs> And There's then they exterminate us all. <laughs> he pulls out his alien wallet. He's got like fucking, you know, little wallet prints of his 16 uh, laundry detergent kids and shit like that. And right. And he, and he has one face. that's like liquid detergent. And he's like the black sheep in the family. Right. Outcast. But he loves him that's, the most. That's the fuck up. I love him so much. <laughs> God damn it. Didn't go to college. He didn't finish. That's and college is free plumber. back home. You know, like. He's a plumber's assistant. Who does that? He makes no money. He's just learning how to be a plumber for five years. How long does it take? Get a plunger, you clear out the toilet. I don't fucking get it. Tim, you're a disappointment. I love you. That's that 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 rang a little too close. I mean, it sounded like you drew from something. Man. <laughs> oh, for those who don't know, I am a plumber's assistant, have been for the past five years. There's a lot more to it than you think. Oh man. Hold on one second. Okay, so we had to take a break because that was some next level shit with yeah, your, it was, it your, confessional, your confessional. Your <laughs> confessional.
the space space yeah, plumber you could be a plumber man it's all good but um <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to talk about let's let's stay with the weird metaphysical and then we'll bring it back to the etymology of things which is where i want to end but um i am getting really convinced about alternate timelines it's one of those things that fictionally i like to believe right like existentially and then we were talking about math and and and, and the space and time okay it probably exists, right? Just in terms of the infinite monkey theorem of, of, of mathematics. So I, but I've never believed it in a real concept. And I hate to bring this back to politics and we're not going to go to politics necessarily, but I was thinking about Hillary Clinton the other day, believe it or not. And I feel really bad. I think about her every day. R.I.P. Really? Hill. I don't think so. R.I.P. <laughs> I was thinking about her in as much because I watched um, Lindsay Ellis did this uh, loose cannon episode about her. So it yeah. just showed every single. I'm, I'm glad you're, you're deep diving on old Lindsay. She's I great. like her more than I like the other guys so far. That glass mm-hmm. thing pissed me off, man. But whatever, we'll we'll, we'll talk we'll, about. We'll that. work. We'll work through that later. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she did something that was talking about every portrayal of Hillary Clinton, and, and it was really interesting because you what you realize from just the pop culture representations of the woman is that it was just a coordinated smear job forever. I'm not saying she doesn't have some shady shit in her past. Absolutely. All right. But she did I'm, personally murder several people. <laughs> but what I'm says Jenna Jameson, former porn star. Um, <laughs> but but uh, what I'm trying to say is that you know, outside of like some shady shit that all politicians have, it was obviously magnified because she was a woman. Uh, even so, like she was a threat because one of the first things she says uh, while running for president or running for first lady is like, yeah, I guess I could have stayed home and done this, this, and this, but I chose to, uh, to, to, you know, she was basically kind of talking shit about stay at home moms. She was saying like, yeah, I could have stayed home and baked cookies and had kids. Instead, I wanted to have a career. And here's the thing, like, and I was talking about this with, with Dolores. I'm like, do you know how fucking pretty it is to me? that she could say something like that but by virtue of who she is her daughter was raised in a world where it wasn't weird that a woman was doing that you know what i'm saying like hillary clinton for her daughter is that fucking moses figure so to speak uh in terms of like really kind of like like ruth bader's ginsburg has been around for longer and pelosi's been around for longer but i i would be hard pressed to say that anyone should have been the first female president more than hillary clinton because of the bullshit she went through, you know what I'm saying, in order to do that. Also, a decent senator. People seem to forget that. She was pretty decent as a senator outside of the Iraq thing. And so my point is this, that it's like, I have to believe in an alternate timeline because, like, the sad thing is this. This Cortez lady is killing it. Like, I kind of, I'm fired up. I really like her. I also like that she's Puerto Rican. Um, But it comes down to that whole idea of, like, oh, someone else is going to be the first female president. And like, we can all hate on Hillary or whatever, but it almost feels like it was hers to win. Like it, right. Like she put in the fucking time and she should have been the fucking president. And I know she won the popular vote by 4 million and the electoral college is fucking garbage, whatever. But this brings me to my point of uh, alternate universes because there's gotta be an alternate world where she won, right? Like I just, there has to be some timeline that isn't as dark as right now because everything that happened since that election has felt like a really weird Twilight Zone episode. Don't smirk at me. I'm having no, a No, I'm not that. smirking at <laughs> I'm you. Having I'm having a smirking at, I, I just had a little flash here of um, people may not remember this movie, but I, I hold it very near and dear to my heart. It's called The One. It stars Jet Li. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just picturing a, a scenario where this Hillary, our Hillary, Right. Um, stumbles upon the technology to travel to other timelines 
and starts killing off every other Hillary <laughs> until she gets more and more powerful. Because the concept of the one is that Jet Li, there are multiple Jet Li's, infinite Jet Li's, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think there's a finite amount in the one somehow. And right. he, like, one of the Jet Li's finds a way to start killing the other alternate timeline Jet Li's. And the more that they die, they inherit the power of the ones that of died. Jet Li. yeah. Yeah, so, like, other Jet Li, like, current timeline Jet Li, starts getting stronger and crazy fast and stuff and he doesn't know why and it turns out it's because this rogue jet lee is trying to fucking kill him and every other jet lee so now i'm thinking what if hillary gets this technology starts killing other hillary's until she's the only hillary left and then she can right. be ultimate super hillary and she wins the presidency? <laughs> like, is that the she point? She eats like, the fucking world. She doesn't care anymore, man. Yeah, she's Shiva the Destroyer. She wipes us all out. She's fucking done. She's Hillary the Destroyer. She has absolute power now. Right. Yeah, I don't know, she's man. She's literally Superman, but wearing a pantsuit, and her name is Hillary Clinton. <laughs> what does she do? Save the world? Not at this point. Well, that the world spurned that her. That was always my beef with Superman, too, <laughs> which is like, you're going to save the world. Also, stop saying that you're the loneliest, uh, most understood guy in the world. You're fucking super. You're us, but a super version of it. <laughs> like, Right. Uh, sorry, that's a rant for another day. But the Hillary of it also. Oh, wait. So, so you're mad at, at Superman for feeling like, uh, uh, like an outsider? Woe is me. I'm sad. I'm alone. I'm not this special. Fuck you. Like, you're a better version than everyone. Like, you choose to fight crime to, 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 to satiate. Check your privilege, yeah, Superman. You're satiating your own bullshit goddamn white knight hero complex. Why don't you, like, get into fucking public housing or something, Superman? Like, that's what Hillary would have done. But you know <laughs> different timeline dude right different timeline different hillary you know some version of hillary did that um i don't know i was just thinking about that a lot it really bothered me because i'm just like well there has to be a world where like everything switched out this really is like the twin peaks we went through that motel room and now we're just in some weird different world we're in the darkest timeline I, well, it, just, it sort of feels like that. Like, you have to imagine that there is a timeline. Like, I, the thing is, I can visualize it. Like, I see it in my brain, which is like <laughs> November 6th came around and she won and everything yeah. was fine. Like, I can literally see the celebration. I could see the concession speech from Trump. I can see all of it so fucking in my head that it doesn't right. feel like some abstract thought, but like, I, I have a window into it. I mean, we, we were all waiting for that moment until election night, man. We were all expecting that to happen, but it didn't. And Mitch McConnell is still running around in either timeline, which is not great. Well, that's why I was really loving Cortez. I'm just like, listen, she's a freshman congresswoman and Mitch McConnell is running away from her, like terrified of her hiding out in buildings. <laughs> that's kind of great. Hiding it's, out in buildings. No, as, dude. Have you not heard yeah. that? Like, so no, during the shutdown, really. during the shutdown, McConnell had the power to end the shutdown. <laughs> like, he yeah, well, did. yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, she like, it was her and like three other freshman congresswomen just started going to his office wasn't at that building oh no problem we'll go to his other building and literally just chased him down and apparently mcconnell was like taking out back rooms with like fucking sweaters over his head to get out of buildings unseen and shit it's kind of amazing man it makes me so proud of this and that's my point which is like it's gonna be one of these women like these this is a new breed of women i don't know if you saw that meme about her walking out of the state of the union and all these like young junior republicans looking at her like oh shit because like that. they've never seen a fucking strong imposing woman like that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like and that's and not to t talk shit about hillary or pelosi or gillibrand or warren or these women are already there who have had to do that i'm not saying that okay i'm just saying that it's a new breed and so part of me gets really excited because i'm at a crossroads personally i told you i was about to leave all right i want to leave the country because i'm so freaked out by everything 
the question is, do we buy all, do we go all in on Cortez? Do we go all in on the, uh, the, the socialist takeover, the democratic socialist takeover? Um, or do we, you know, be adults and we realize you're probably going to need a centrist to, to make these things happen. You elect a centrist and then you put pressure on them from the left. That's how you get shit done because you're not going to like Republicans are never going to vote for a democratic socialist. It's just not going to happen. Um, yeah, they're not, but well, I mean, there's the Bernie of it all. Like the idea that if you're likable and relatable enough, um, people vote with their gut and like the whole idea of him being a socialist, like became normalized within the course of a year. Um, and there were people that were like, even Fox news was saying he was fucking adorable at some point. Like there's literally clips of him shooting hoops and Fox news was like, and look at this, the Senator from Vermont shooting hoops isn't that, you know, I don't agree with his policy, but man, he can really uh, sink some into the basket. I really like, like how he became America's sweetheart. <laughs> like it's so yeah, he's just life. like this. Well, and I, I remember seeing something too about like, they were comparing like different politicians teeth at the time of like the, the election or whatever. And just how like Hillary clearly had like fake teeth and Trump had fake straightened teeth or whatever. And then it showed it bernie's mouth and it's just like all these craggly fucked up yellow right. teeth no and fucking it's like way. weird that's comb over <laughs> that's always flying in the wind and he's just like got a suit that's too big and it's bunching up and like Amazing. people liked him for it because he's like the old man next door who has very strong opinions i liked him because he's the kind of guy who like he, he could get a company car from the u.s government and he's like no i take the bus only you know he's mm -hmm. like always catching public transit and like it just makes me so happy that he exists as a person. Now you're going to yeah. be dead in a little bit, but you know, what are you going to do? You <laughs> He's going to be dead in a little bit. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there, man. I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, f I forget what your question even was. Um, I forget what I was responding to. I got lost in, in a Bernie K hole. It happens a lot, man. Yeah. It happens. I was just saying like, I don't know if we, we go all in on the democratic socialist. Oh thing. yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there's the argument to be made that, um, you know, you need to, you need seismic events to shift the wheels of history and like uh, get things turning and moving. And then there's also the argument that change comes slowly. And I think that something that us liberals need to realize collectively uh -huh. is that, you know, some of these things are going to take time and we can't have it all at once. And you're not going to get someone who's absolutely perfect right out of the gate. Right. Um, there, there are things that Cortez is going to do that are going to piss some faction of the democratic party off. Um, if not already, uh, we're not going to be able to find a perfect, perfect candidate. We need to accept that. Well, what, throw the fuck up a little bit. I guess what I'm saying here is like, if we look back in history, what are the turning points? What was the cause and then what was the effect of things? World War II, well, see, that's the thing is World War II, I, I'm really bad at history now and I love it. Did the New Deal come about after World War II or is that how Roosevelt got elected? Like, you know, the idea of the New Deal, was that pre-war? Or was that after? Well, he died, so that it was pre-war. Pre yeah, yeah, okay. it was pre-war. That, that, that was a response to the economic collapse in the 30s. Okay, the so that's what I'm saying. 30s, the New yeah. Deal was because Black Monday, because of the Depression, all that shit happened. That, that was getting Americans back to work because okay. they were fucking breadlines, yeah. But not a cataclysmic war. Nothing on a global in, uh, instability stage that would have led to that outside of the financial instability. What I'm saying is it's not like, like, like uh, uh, when World War I happened you know, what was our big response to that? Like we try to create the league of nations and shit. You know what I mean? Like we try to do some overarching thing when the square deal happens. I'm trying to think like what happened? 
the Spanish American war? Like, was there, did we, did we, did we I'm come back and, on that triangle deal? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just making the point that it's like, I'm trying to think about like cataclysmic things that happened. 9-11 is a, you know, a defining, it's a dividing point in time and history. So you can say after that happened, what was our response? Well, our response was like war hawkism, right? Like mm-hmm. we, we tried to push this. We got way more global no. uh, in a creepy the way. Destabilization of the Middle East, which is going to have repercussions for centuries to come. Sure. But, <laughs> which it does, it's going to be terrible. But what I'm saying is when we did that, did we change anything in our economic plan? The New Deal is a response to a dire situation right? The square deal, I don't know if it's a response to the Spanish-American war, but something bad was going on because they felt the need to be like, we got to change all of this. Bernie comes along and says, yo, this is a new, new deal. Like, yeah, we don't tax the shit out of you, but this is what you will get out of it. It was actually laying it all out, which seemed like a response to 9-11 itself. What I'm saying is, were we already on a track, 9-11 happened and we just, you know, advanced, accelerated that shit? Or was there an even more sinister response that I'm just not thinking of? What? Um, you're asking if like 9-11... <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you were talking about like 15 things at once here. Uh, are you saying that... Are you asking if 9-11 um, coincided with something that was already happening or if it was the result or if what happened after right. was the result directly of 9-11? Yeah. I mean, a little, as with any of these like big overreaching questions like it's going to be a little bit of this a little bit of that i think it's a little bit of yes 9-11 was a huge turning point but it also happened at a time when conditions allowed for um that to happen right at the same time so i don't, I don't really know i don't know a whole like enough about it do you think if hillary <clears throat> consumes all the other hillary's she then has the power to go back and stop these events you know i don't like, think she would want to christian i, th- I think don't that you get- think I, I i think that you get that that much power and you you, you transcend it. it's, she she turns into dr manhattan you think she's gonna stop 9-11 she doesn't give a shit she she knows that like time itself is irrelevant now she's gonna go to mars start building crystal castles create more hillary's to hang out with but this is the problem is like now you're getting me now we're gonna we're we're, we're going down the depression spiral man because <laughs> because here's the thing like You've just said that that knowledge and sentience and power and the ability to see both forwards and backwards means that everything is pointless. Human suffering is pointless. Nothing matters. Mm. Humans have suffered for hundreds of thousands of years. I don't think that's right, but whatever. And they will continue to suffer for hundreds of years. I think there was a sci-fi concept. I don't know if it was like Philip K. Dick or somebody else, but just the idea of a supercomputer that like starts aggregating all the information that there is in the whole world everything known and unknown and starts extrapolating from there to the point that it becomes uh, omniscient and then immediately kills itself at the moment that it reaches omniscience. Right. Because there's no point in existing if everything is understood and known. All right. You got me. You got me. That, that, that sounds sad, but it's actually oddly reassuring, man. <laughs> like I can, yeah. I can maybe we'll never that. ever get there. Right. High five. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's about the journey, not the destination. I don't know, because they always say, like, well, you'll have questions and God will answer those questions later on. But I just imagine God's too busy for that shit, or he's had way too much vodka and he's like, nah, man, I can't answer. I don't know, questions. man. Don't ask me. I'm just a lonely space plumber. <laughs> 
Oh, all right. So the last thing I'm going to bring up, then we can get the fuck out of here because you're a space plumber and you have appointments and whatnot. But well, apprentice, but whatever. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't want to give. You- I don't want to, you know, overblow my position. It's like when you not that a, important. It's like when you call a dentist a doctor. Like, uh, sure, all right. Like, you know, call yourself. A honestly, doctor. space plumbers would have you believe that space toilets are that much more complicated than regular toilets or right. not. It's the same shit. An ancient craft. Something. It's like- made of space porcelain instead of real porcelain. Whatever. Is space porcelain alive? Is that the difference? Like it's it talks to you and shit. No, it's just no. gray instead no. of white. Well, it's not good. It's a gray toilet. I deal with gray toilets exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm done. I'm done.